So guys, it's the Rugby Referee and welcome to our first episode of Season 1 of our new podcast discussing qualification and refereeing for the Scottish Rugby Union. So last week I qualified as an SRU referee and this week I refereed my first game. So what we'll be discussing today is pretty simple, straightforward. We're discussing the qualification process, what you need to go through and what's expected as well as how my first game went refing. So things you need to bring is the first thing that we're going to discuss today, guys. And what do you need to bring to referee a game? Well, there's a few things. First thing I'd advise is making sure that your colours do not clash with any of the teams that you're playing against. So what I'd advise maybe for your first time refereeing is black shorts, black socks and a black top. And if you need to, you can put a bib vest on um, with a high-vis colour, green or orange, to separate you out from the teams. Uh, that's what I had to do yesterday during my first game refereeing. So, what's the process qualifying, I hear you may ask? Well, there's a few different stages you get. Now, you get stage one, which is your mini-refereeing qualifications, um, which meant for younger uh, refereeing. And then you have your introduction to match officiating, which is your level two with the Scottish Rugby Union. It's the qualification that I qualified from last week after refereeing some women's uh, rugby and in the women's SRU day. Uh, We had a day of online sessions discussing the rules and the laws behind the game, um, followed by the practical day. We were refereeing a women's development day um, to see how we got on. We were also mentored by some other SRU qualified referees so that they could give us some advice and tips on how and what we should be doing. So then, going to what you need. Um, now, the SRU provides you with a, a lovely shiny metal whistle, um, which I my coach as well. So I also carry a plastic whistle as a backup. Um, however, you do need to take a couple of things to your first game. The first things I'll advise you to get are... Uh, a matchbook with cards um, and a pencil. Uh, you're going to need them to mark scores. Just watching you're buying them though. You don't want to get ones that are too flimsy and will fall apart after one or two games. I spent maybe two days, had a look at different types of cards. You could buy elite cards, UEFA cards. Two ones are best for you before you make that purchase. Next thing, what you're going to do, if you're a referee in Scotland, you can decide to stay as a club ref. <clears throat> and if you stay as a club ref, you don't really need to do much else. If you want to go a wee bit further, move into the next steps like myself, you join a society. So I've joined the West Referee Society in Scotland. There is a couple of different societies that you can join. What happens is you will then register, you will give them your availability um, as to when you can referee and you get presented with um, a lovely couple of bits of kit from them to keep you going like your Macron top shorts and uh, warm-up gear, etc. Now, the further up the levels you go, you might also want to invest in some sideline flags um, as well so that people can have them and mark for where the balls went out. However, down at the age levels, uh, where you tend to start out, which tends to be under 16s, under 18s level, then um, you wouldn't really need them as there's usually a parent or a coach that'll put their hand up when that ball goes out, tells you exactly where that mark is. You're not Nigel Jones, you're not Wayne Barnes, you don't need to get every decision 100% correct as long as you're giving it your all um, and you referee fairly, that's what matters at this level. So my game on Sunday that I refereed was a referee, it was a game in um, the under 15s level in Scotland, 
Uh, it was a game that was very tightly matched uh, and ended 38-33 actually. I felt that I had a good game and actually get the coaches to kind of give me a wee bit of feedback on my refereeing at the end of it since it was my first um, outing. Um, a lot of people do ask the questions of how much do you run? How far do you run? Is it tiring? Um, so at under 15's level you play slightly different variations of the game. So you're playing under 19's rules with a couple of variations, for example, you've got no contention in the line-outs, you are having contested scrums, um, and as well as that, you only play for 60 minutes, so it's 30 minutes halves. Um, now, during that 60 minutes, I think I ran about 6.7 to 7 kilometres, roughly. Um, now, as a ex-hooker of the game that's not played in three years, 7 kilometres is a pretty good run. Oh, I think so anyway. Um, and I was quite ready to go home and get a pint after it, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the distance you run during it. Now, things that you need to look out for when you're refereeing your first game. So, a lot of it's to do with positioning. If you're not in the right position, you're not going to see what's happening. You're not going to be able to make that correct call. So, you always want to have yourself in the correct position, whether that be a scrum, a ruck, or whether it just be open play and knowing exactly where to be um, as a, a priority for you. So, for example, if the, the players are playing the ball out wide, you don't want it to be in their way, you kind of want to be standing behind the attacking team and you can make a kind of U-shape around the players as the ball's passed um, in order to get to the next uh, the next player. When you've got the breakdown, you're right there, you want to go in, make sure you can see the ball, make sure you can see the ball's been grounded, presented, tacklers rolled away. If you have any feedback to give to the players at that point, feel free to give them their feedback if it's positive. Um, so, for example, if uh, your player, you've had to shout for a player roll away, you see the player making that roll away, shout, well rolled away, something like that to the player so they know they're out of there. Um, if the ball's available to be played, tell the team to use that ball, don't leave them standing about. Um, so after you've managed to get that and you see that's done, that should only take you a mere couple of seconds. Your head then comes up, you want to be checking for that offside line. As you're doing that, you want to be retreating out of that position you're in because you are potentially at that point, if that ball's popped up to a forward, you're going to be the contact point because you're not in the right position. So what you want to do is you're going in, you're reviewing, you're looking and you're retreating. You retreat back out of the line slightly um, so that either what can happen is you have two options, either retreat straight back behind the line again, keep your eyes on that offside line and watch the ball get passed out and then follow that U motion through the back again. Or the other one, you retreat out of the line, stay in between the two sets of players. If you see the ball's going out to the backs, you can stay there, stay in that gap. That ball will come out and you can then follow the play. The only thing you need to worry about in that situation is when that ball's passed, you need to have that vision behind you. So you really need to make that pivot turn in order to see what's happening before then making the break um, to get round the pack of the player. Now, some other under 15s rules while we're here, we have the contention in the, the scrums. Um, so that's something that, that we had to focus on on Sunday um, and watching that 1.5 metre push from both sides which I feel is a, a, as a hooker is quite an important point, especially at developing age. Um, you don't want one team to dominate and potentially cause injuries. <coughs> so, yeah, yesterday was a great game. Um, and I felt that I had brought the relevant kit. Fitness-wise, I do feel now I'm going to be looking at grabbing a pedal bike for the, the garage, perhaps. 
um, to gain my fitness up. But it was a great qualification from that point um, through the SRU Women's Day. That's then developed into my first game under the uh, under club level. And now that I'm part of the West Ref Society, I will also be looking into society games. I'm going to be following through, hoping that I can go into the aspiring referees coaching course when it becomes available. And uh, West Refs, if you do decide to become a referee, guys, um, whether that be that you, you don't play, uh, you don't want to play, but you're interested in sport, whether you do play and perhaps have picked up an injury, um, there's there's many different reasons why people would become a referee. For example, I have um, ligament damage, so playing's maybe not the the best ideal for me right now. However, I'm, I'm quite happily going ref a game. I, I was a coach um, throughout COVID, throughout the later stages of that, and now I've decided to start the referee inside of it. Um, you do need to majorly work on fitness, but all that comes with the support you'll get. And uh, the societies that you guys will join will definitely support you if you decide to become a referee. What I want, guys, I've, I've also got a YouTube channel um, that I do post up a video every week as well. Uh, the Rugby Referee is my YouTube channel. Um, feel free to go over there, have a listen to, to a bit of a further in-depth about the game on Sunday um, that I had. Uh, I also managed to watch some of the international games and I feel that I do focus a lot more on, on the referee's standpoint there as well. But... If you go over to my YouTube channel, you can have a listen to that as well. Now, what I'll discuss with you is the kind of things like slightly more in-depth kit, stuff like that, um, and what's expected uh, of you as a referee is if you go society, down the society route, there's no point in really doing that if you're not going to be available to ref. Um, for example, you, you, you have a website that you can put down what days you're available and if they have a game they need refereed, they may allocate you that game. You can then contact the club, get some details on the club and uh, be ready to referee it. The last thing I'm going to touch on today, guys, just at the end of this, a brief 10-minute or just over 10-minute podcast is about the discussions that you must have with a team before you start a game. So you always go over and check with your teams to make sure they have the correct amount of players. Have a word with the coaches if you want. Get to know them slightly. The next thing you're going to do, as I tend to do, is go directly to our front row players. You want to make sure these guys are experienced in the scrum, know exactly what they're doing, as if they don't, we do not want to have a contested scrum at the age levels that I refereed at on Sunday. So make sure that they are definitely comfortable in that scrum. Have a word with the whole team plus the captain. You only really want the captain talking to you guys. You don't want ears. You don't, you've don't. you got 30 guys in that park. You do not want 30 guys screaming at you all at once. So if you can have the two captains on your side and know that they'll be the only ones to approach you, you've got a win-win situation. Guys, that has been the Rugby Referee today with the first podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. A bit dull, a bit quiet, I know, however, we need to start somewhere, don't we? If you have enjoyed it, make sure and tune in next week where you can hear our second podcast. Hopefully, in the growth of this, we will hopefully have some look and development to maybe interview some people on our podcast and get their opinions on the sport. Also discuss live games, international fixtures, test fixtures, and with the World Cup and Six Nations, etc. At points in the year, we'll also be able to discuss them. Thank you very much for tuning in and speak to you next time.